Thank you for joining us for this segment of Witham Sounding Board, practical audio-based information for today's on-the-go professional, a production of Witham Smith & Brown PC. Hi, I'm Jim Burke, practice leader of the technology niche here at Witham Smith & Brown, and I'm here with Chris DeMeo, team leader of the Startup and Emerging Growth Technology Group within the technology niche here at Witham. We've put together a series of podcasts consisting of three podcasts that break down that life cycle of a technology company. You can listen to three independently, or you can listen to the entire series where you hear Chris DeMail and I go through the entire life cycle from birth to exit of a technology company. The second part of our series that you're listening to is dealing with outsourced bookkeeping. It's dealing with the importance of having an outsourced bookkeeper and when is the right time in the life cycle to make that transition from an outsourced bookkeeper to a CFO. When is the timing? When is the right time to bring a CFO in place? So obviously engaging a CPA firm to do internal bookkeeping and accounting, that could become cost prohibitive for that startup company. So why don't, why don't we talk a little bit about the model that we see? I mean, I'm the first one to recommend an outsourced bookkeeping service to, to many of our clients. So let's talk about that relationship that we have with some of those and why that may make life a little bit easier for us and be more cost effective for the client. For sure. Yeah, you know, in the life cycle of a startup and emerging growth company, when it comes to finance, there's a lot of different points in time, inflection points where things have to change. When you first start up and you're bootstrapped or you have very, very early capital, say a couple hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars, oftentimes our clients will say, look, we're pre-revenue or we have minimal revenue, you know, we've got QuickBooks set up, a lot of this stuff is automated. We don't need anybody to help us with our accounting. And I certainly don't disagree with that. I think it's a great way to save some capital to just do it yourself. I mean, you can maybe only spend a couple hours a month, believe it or not, managing your own QuickBooks. What I often talk to my clients about is the value of their time. When they ask me, when's the right time to bring in an outside bookkeeper, we talk about value of your time. At some point in time, your time becomes too valuable to be spending time doing books and records. Mm -hmm. Do what, do what you, you do best. Look, you're an entrepreneur, right? You developed, it was your idea, your concept for this technology. Now, you know, spend your time and effort developing, fine-tuning that technology, taking that technology to the next level, meeting, you know, sources of capital, things like that are out there, not doing bookkeeping. Right. When, when bookkeeping becomes a distraction, mm -hmm. that's the telltale sign that it's time for an outsourced solution. So, you don't want to bring somebody in-house full-time because quite candidly, it's like taking a cannon to kill a mouse. You don't want to spend right. you know, $80,000 a year for a control. And team. worry about employee benefits and worry about all the other things that come along with bringing employees on board. So that's why we wind up often recommending go find an outsourced accounting group or an outsourced bookkeeper. And, and what these guys can do is they can take over your entire accounting function and they'll do it at either a standard hourly rate or they'll do it at a, a fixed fee on a monthly basis and allow somebody to own the process in a piecemeal fashion where they don't need to be there 80 hours a month or 100 hours a month. Maybe you only need them for 30 hours a month or 15 hours a month, but allows you to at least you know, divest yourself from that responsibility and give somebody who has the experience the ability to put together good financials for you. Yeah, now think about this. Many CPAs out there are intimidated about referring that. I gotta tell you, I love referring outside bookkeeping services to our clients because it's the right thing to do. I love nothing more than at you know tax planning time or on a quarterly basis, internally prepared by the book, outside bookkeeping service, balance sheets and P&Ls that I can now sit down with our entrepreneur clients and talk intelligently about the financials without having to go and create the financials. To me, that's a, 
that's a win-win kind of relationship. Yeah, and I think it's, it's all about bringing value to the clients, right? And, and if we can have an outsourced solution at a lower cost than us bring that value, now we can focus on bigger picture items rather than having being in the weeds on you know, data entry and reconciliation. As you said, we can sit with our clients and now sit back and say, let's talk strategically about what we're doing. I think it's a major win. And, and it's an interesting transition when you get to a point where the volume gets even higher. Yeah, so, so let's, let's move into that. So the volume is higher, so they form the entity, they chugged along for maybe uh, six months to a year with the entrepreneur, maybe trying to handle the bookkeeping, the development, the marketing, and all of that. Company's getting bigger, segregating duties, have an outsourced CFO-type relationship that's interacting with the CPA, which is all good. But inevitably, you know, the company's growing, company's doing well, things are starting to happen, and the next logical step in that progression is the thought process of bringing in their own in-house CFO controller. So why don't you talk a little bit about that for the next couple of minutes? Yeah, it's a really interesting point in a company's history, especially from a finance perspective. And if you're, if you're with a good outsourced CFO or outsourced accounting firm, they should be talking to you about that because they should know when they start a relationship with you that the goal for everybody is for them to be transitioned out. Because if they're transitioned out, that means the company's successful and the company's now bringing it in-house. And I think what happens is where you'll typically start seeing that pivotal point is when your needs become so intense that you know, an outsourced solution, they just they can't be there five days a week because they have multiple clients and, and they can only give you as much attention as they have during the day. And when you get to a point where you have more work that they can handle and things start to become, you know, problematic, you just can't move at the right speed, that's the point where I think you've got the alarm bells that it's time for a full-time dedicated solution, somebody that will spend 40 hours a week just thinking about your finances. Yeah, so let's think about that for a second. So, you know, we're always recommended to the outsourced CFOs, the bookkeepers, and, you know, that relationship pretty much, they process transactions. So they're, they're pushing through the transactions, the receipts, disbursements, the payroll, generating financial statements. But it's when a company starts to get a little bit more complex. It's when a start, company starts to get a little bit more involved. What I'm talking about is revenue recognition issues and equity transactions, dealing with convertible debt. You know, at that stage, yes, you can call on us, the outside CPA, but again, that could become expensive after a while. So you look to work with, bring a CFO in, a CFO that has experience, especially in the tech industry, right, dealing with those complex transactions. And then now the CFO has a good working relationship with us and is able to bounce issues and challenging questions in front of us dealing with uh, many of those things, like I said, the equity issues, the revenue recognition, all the kind of things that we see day to day, right? The importance of that CFO. Yeah, you know, get this question all the time. Chris, Jim, when do we bring a CFO into the fold? When is the right time to do that? You know, a lot of times from, if I want to relate it to a money perspective, I most often will see that around a large A round or typically a B round. Mm -hmm. We've really raised sort of the big dollars, the 10 to 15 plus million dollar rounds. At that point in time, you've got the capital to really invest in infrastructure. Prior to that, it's probably a little early because you got to remember a CFO hire is an expensive hire and they're really one of the most important hires you're going to have. You could be talking quarter million dollars for a good CFO, for a tech company that may have a massive A round, a large B round, it's time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where you get the bang for your buck in a CFO, at that point in time, when you've raised that type of a round, you have sophisticated institutional investment. And for example, when they have a board meeting with you, 
they're going to challenge you. If they're a good board, you're going to get challenged on what you're doing operationally. They're going to challenge you on what your financials look like and what your thought process is from a strategic perspective. And that's when you really want to have a high pedigree CFO to be that person that, that's prepared for those meetings. Because the last thing you want is to be ill-prepared or be challenged in a way and you appear to have not really thought that through. Oh, absolutely. So think about this. So if I'm an angel, or if I'm associated with an angel or let's say uh, at the B stage, I am actually going to demand that the company have a CFO in place. I'm going to demand that the right team is in place. But if you think about it, my capital is at risk. So if my capital is at risk, I'm going to make sure that we are instrumental in either insisting or placing. You know, how often do you and I see on the A round and the B round come the placement of CFOs, of in-house counsel, of individuals that are demanded by the investors on that side. They don't want to see the traditional entrepreneur immersed in that them to be able to take the business to the next level. Yeah, and I think when you get to that, that type of a B round, a lot of the founders and early employees need to keep in mind that those types of investors, the day that their money's going in, they're already thinking about when that money's going to come out. Right. And that exit, right, and planning for an exit, and a truly well-planned strategic exit, whether it is a strategic acquisition or whether it's an IPO or what have you, or a merger, you really have to have people that have good experience that have been there before, and that's when you're really building out that C-level suite of executives, and that's when a CFO really, really brings value, which is how to prepare for an exit, how to get the company in a good position, and to know what that exit might look like, and to know what those, what those hurdles are going to be. For more information and more content, which includes white papers and information, allowing you to subscribe to our newsletter, come visit us at withem.com. You've been listening to Witham Sounding Board, practical audio-based information for today's on-the-go professional. How can Witham help put you in a position of strength? Contact us with your feedback or suggestions for future podcast topics. Visit www.witham.com for additional information. Send an email to info or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Witham CPA. Thank you for listening.